This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy and climate challenge in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. This week, the Inflation Reduction Act turns one. Widely lauded as the most ambitious piece of climate legislation ever passed in the U.S., the IRA allocated $369 billion towards investments in renewable energy, EVs, storage, hydrogen, and other ways to transition to a cleaner, more sustainable economy. So, how's it doing? As we move from infant to toddlerhood, how has the IRA stood up and what's likely for its future? Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's race hit or... Or about seven minutes longer than it takes to sell out a Taylor Swift concert. Let's get it on. In addition to this immediate response to energy crisis, there is also more structural response coming from the countries, such as from the United States, the Inflation Reduction Act. In my view, the most important climate action after Paris 2015 agreement. That's Faith Byral, head of the International Energy Agency, discussing the IRA at Davos this year. It's not hyperbole to lean into what he's saying, though I'll take it even a step further. The IRA may be even more important than the passage of the Paris Agreement in 2015. To have the United States allocate $369 billion towards climate was more than just a target or a commitment. These are real dollars towards real change. And the change is happening. The IRA turns one on August 16th of this week, and the impact of that legislation is being felt not only here in the United States, but across the globe as well. At home, the immediate impact has been a flood of new investment into domestic manufacturing and renewable energy projects. A $1.8 billion semiconductor facility in Wichita, Kansas, a $5 billion auto facility in Barton County, Georgia, a $1.2 billion battery plant in Tucson, Arizona, The American Clean Power Association indicates that over 80 major clean energy manufacturing facilities have been announced since the passage of the law. That's equal to the investment of the previous seven years combined. Goldman Sachs came out with a report in April indicating that the public funds from the IRA are likely to unleash an additional $3 trillion in private investment over the next decade. And those investments are flowing to all manner of states. Form Energy announced a new facility for West Virginia. Solar manufacturing facilities are popping up in Georgia and Virginia, a new battery plant in Michigan. When the IRA was first released, the Congressional Budget Office estimated that the cost of the bill would be that $369 billion number that's been referenced so frequently. But that always depended upon the adoption and uptick of the law. The Brookings Institute released their own analysis in March after about six months of having the law on the books and revised that number up to nearly $1 trillion. Now, budget hawks may be squeamish about such an increase in costs, but as Justin Warland of Time Magazine points out, that uptick just means that the law is working. In addition to those manufacturing investments, new renewable projects are soaring, The Climate Partnership indicates that the IRA has launched up to 272 new renewable projects across 44 states. And with those investments have come jobs. Initially, the Labor Energy Partnership estimated that the bill would add about 1.5 million clean energy jobs to payrolls over the course of the next decade. Let's revise that, as Climate Power is indicating that the first year alone created over 176,000 new jobs new manufacturing, new renewable energy projects, new jobs. 
And those are translating through to prices that customers are paying as well. Take the solar market as a microcosm of what's happening everywhere. COVID was unkind to the renewable energy market, a big part being because so much of our burgeoning solar industry relies upon imported panels from China. As supply chains collapsed and U.S.-China relations soured, solar costs began to rise significantly. Today, it's another story. Domestic manufacturing is bringing some of that supply chain back home, and increased performance is driving installations again. For the first time in three years, the cost of solar dipped lower again, and experts at Wood Mackenzie indicate that 6.1 gigawatts of solar were installed in the first quarter of this year, the best first quarter in history for the industry. And the impact of the IRA isn't just being felt here in the States. Our neighbor Canada released their own version of the IRA in April with about $80 billion allocated towards clean energy investments. In Europe, well, they initially praised the climate bill before digging in and realizing how the legislation favored U.S. domestic manufacturing. The knee-jerk reaction was resentment, epitomized in the releasing of Europe's Green Deal Industrial Plan aimed at building up European manufacturing with over $250 billion in investments. Today, the temperature has cooled a bit, and both the Americans and Europeans are working together to craft a path forward with a goal everyone can stand behind, that of reducing emissions. And on that, the IRA appears to be working, both in its stated goals of creating jobs, incentivizing new domestic manufacturing, and promoting clean energy, and it's also serving as a catalyst for other countries to invest in their own supply chains, and frankly, to overcome some of the barriers that exist because of China's grip on clean energy manufacturing. And the IRA is working where it matters most, reducing emissions. The Rhodium Group estimates that U.S. emissions are now likely to come down between 29 and 42% by 2030. Now that's great, but it's still a wide range. What's keeping us from reaching that top number? Most experts point to transmission bottlenecks. Right now, it's a mess trying to build new projects and get them connected to the grid. Permitting delays, interconnection queues, lack of high-powered transmission in the first place. A Princeton University report estimates that up to half of the IRA's potential emissions reductions could be lost unless new transmission is developed which is why the EPA took tentative steps in this direction last month with the release of new rules around permitting and interconnection reform. In essence, the new rules shift from a first-in, first-out system for permitting to one of first-ready, first-out. Developers who have viable opportunities can now streamline their permitting process and hopefully get to market quicker. But broader transmission efforts are still needed, and this is a topic that will likely stay top of mind for the next few years. In any regard, as the IRA celebrates its first birthday, the overwhelming consensus is that it's been a success. Billions of dollars of new manufacturing is being built, hundreds of thousands of jobs are being created, and emissions are coming down. International communities are following suit and creating their own versions of climate legislation in response. To go back to the Faith Viral quote from earlier, the Paris Agreement was remarkable in that it orchestrated a global commitment towards climate change. But the IRA may have done something even more remarkable. It actually did something about it. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your report.